0: Lock Talk Radio Urban Glory Radio Simply Glory
1: <laughs> Oh yes, I'm changing I'm becoming something better I'm changing eternally forever I'm a new creature in Christ alone I'm not what I was
2: Directed my attention to Hebrews chapter 10. Would you repeat my subject after me? Burning hearts,
1: blazing faith,
2: blazing faith, faith.
1: burning hearts, Blazing
2: blazing faith. By a new and living way, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 20 through 24, which He hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, His flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast. Say, hold fast.
0: Hold fast.
2: The profession of our faith. Say, our faith. Our faith. Without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Say blazing faith.
0: Blazing faith.
2: Burning heart.
0: Burning heart.
2: The Lord pointed in my attention when I was studying about the heart. And how the scripture says, we say this every time there's salvation. And if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. But it goes further. It says, with the heart, man believeth yes. unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Say heart. heart. The heart is significant to God. And unfortunately, because we have a limited understanding of the scripture, we often refer to the heart as a beating Palpitation mm-hmm. in our body, uh-huh. but to God the heart is the core. Say the core, the core of our understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to prove this scripturally. The Bible says, "As the man thinketh, where." In his heart. So is it. So, so what is that? The core of his understanding. Mm-hmm. It says, "With the mouth, of, uh, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation." But it says, "With the heart, man what? Believing." Say believing.
1: Believe.
2: So that's also the core of our understanding. So the heart is not what you feel in your um in in your uh innermost but it's the core of your understanding and there is where faith is developed the word of faith is noisy the scripture says in romans it's noisy it's even in your mouth and it's in your will. say heart all right god is calling us to live out of our heart and if ever you want to live by faith you're going to have to establish a heart relationship with God, not Amen. a surface relationship, Amen. but a heart relationship—a heart that is connected to the intent of God. I know the thoughts that I have for yes. you, saith the Lord. Yes. Thoughts to prosper you, yes. and give you a home. At an expected end. God wants to speak to you. And our ability to hear God. Determines the quality of our faith. Uh Romans 10.17 says. Faith cometh by hearing. And the hearing by the word of God. So it is the word of God that builds our faith. But we have to hear it. But how do we hear it? In the core of our understanding. Mm -hmm. Our heart. Mm -hmm. And so God wants to get to that place. Intimately. And it's amazing. That many people. Do not give God the access to their heart. Jesus. I was I was reminded of the scripture, mm. and um, in Genesis, at first, you know, when I was de- dealing, I said, okay, his Father's Day. Let me find a good father in the Bible that I can go and preach about a good <laughs> father and the thing and So I first started off with Adam. I said, well, I don't know mm. about Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, he did kind of mess up. And then his <laughs> sons, you know, then he taught them how to worship. That was interesting. That's one part that we neglect because they were taught how to worship. And uh-huh. then when they worship, Cain gave the proper yes. sacrifice. And then Abel gave an uh, acceptable offering. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you know Cain, Cain got mad and killed uh-huh. Abel, right? Uh-huh. Am I right about You're that? Right about and it. so then so I'm like, oh, that
1: ain't a good
2: No. Nah. Then I went, I said, okay, let's go down a little bit and let's go to Abraham. Uh-huh. I said, okay. oh, know about Abraham. Abraham had great faith and yes he was a man of faith yes, it was good because it would go with my sur- subject Old faith was good I mean he, he believed God and standing at the promise I'm unbelieving you know that was a declaration of faith after he had died uh-huh. when he was living he did not look like he was living by faith that's and unfortunately right. Right. what we have what we have tried to do sometimes superficially is try to make marks and statements of faith mm-hmm. so because I get up in the morning and I get on my knees and I open up the scripture I'm actually operating faith because that's my faith duty mm-hmm. and we these coins of things of of faith, but that's not the picture that is painted in the scripture. Yeah, right. When people live by faith, their one intent was just to please God, yes, because yes. faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So these people that you see in, in the Bible that were marked in faith in Hebrews chapter eleven, we're gonna go there in one second. Were not trying to be people of faith. That's right. They were just trying to hear and act on behalf of God. Mm-hmm. Say amen to the truth. Amen. With you. But these people, they just lived and acted on what they heard from God. And as a result, they were accredited faith.
1: Uh-huh. Amen. amen. And so
2: I said, well, Abraham ain't that real good example of a father because uh-huh. he created Ishmael. And Ishmael and I often had problems because one was a seed of the promise, and the other was a seed of suggestion. One was suggested? suggestion, okay, Sarah said to Haggai, you sleep with my husband and have a child. And that's it work out. So I was like, no, nah, that's going to do some other stuff. That would be too hard to try to explain that. So I said, okay, leave Abraham alone. Uh-huh. Then I got over to Isaac. And Isaac did the same thing that Abraham did. One time Isaac was in a relationship. You now, you know Sarah was beautiful.
1: Sarah was fine. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Sarah was so fine, she was in the 90s, uh-huh. that when Abraham went to go so journey to the place that God had told him to be at, he went there and he presented his wife to the king, but he already knew, he said, look, my, they're going to try to take my wife. So I'm going to say that's his sister. And of course, you know, back in that time, because everybody came from the line of Adam, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that they married their sister. So he wasn't lying per se, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the truth. It was his sister and his wife. Yeah. So he said, this is my sister. And those, the king went to go... Take his wife, because of course, you know, when you presented a sister as a gift to the king, they would accept it as, as a wife, as a a concubine. So when the king went to go do that, God said, Look, I'm gonna kill you if oh, you sleep with this woman. That's this right. is not his this is not his sister, That's this is right. his wife. Okay. said, well, that ain't dealing so he ain't no good example. <laughs> <laughs> so then God said, I said, okay What about Isaac? And I said, Isaac And I said, Oh Lord, Isaac did the same thing as Daddy did. Do you, see, do you see the pattern? I see the pattern. Although they were credited for people of faith, we'll see that in Hebrews chapter 11, all of them were accredited for faith. Mm-hmm. They still had certain issues. That wasn't an example. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I said okay, Lord, well now we get a little low on the forefathers man. only oh, about two more left. Mm-hmm. And I said, huh. And so then I, you know, I consulted with some old medicine <laughs> professionals and everything, and, and they said, well, go to Joseph. And that means I'll have to skip Jacob. Okay. And I said, <laughs> I said, um, Well, praise the Lord, i know go to Joseph. Uh And Joseph was a good story. Of course, you know, Joseph was one that had a dream. Uh Joseph had a dream, you know, he had a whole bunch of brothers. Uh And of course, as a result of Joseph having the uh, dream that he had, of course, his brothers envied him because the father gave him a coat of many colors. There's a lot of issues that were involved in that. But, you know, of course, you know, he was sold into slavery, his brothers. Told his father that he was dead, so his father was um discouraged because he had lost his favorite child because the well not the first favorite, but it was his child that had the revelation of God first. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, after that thing occurred, you know, he was sold into slavery, then Potiphar's wife tried to get with him. My and um, he he stood by his integrity. He said, yes. Look, I'm just gonna be the man that I hear from God, I'm not gonna disobey the king, I'm in Egypt. And so Potiphar put him in jail because the wife accused him of being with him and then he came out as a conqueror, and then he was able to restore his brothers back to, from family. because, of course, you know, when he left the land, famine entered into the land of Goshen, I believe, and he came, and his and his brothers came to Egypt, okay? And as a result, he was able to restore his family back to wealth. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, that's a good scripture. And then the Lord said, go back to Jacob. Okay. Joseph was a good man for integrity. He so said, yes, he was a good man. Mm-hmm. He was able to endure the test of time. But he said, go back to Jacob. And then I, and he said, go to the end of Jacob in Genesis chapter 48. Mm-hmm. But jo- the, the interesting thing about Jacob was Jacob's ability to hear God uh-huh. was able to set direction for his family. Mm-hmm. And he was able to see in the Spirit prophetically mm-hmm. what God had declared over over their children's lives. Uh-huh. So much so that the whole entire Old Testament was defined by his words. Uh-huh. And then, you know, make a long story short, the children of Israel get developed, the nations get birth. they, they go going in between our captivity. And then in Malachi, I was captivated by the end, of the last verse in Malachi that says, I will turn the heart of the father to the heart of the children. Mm. Then it brought me back to this thing about heart. Because it's with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. The heart is the area which God is charging us to take time to introspect. To take time to understand what is truly within our heart. Because that is where faith is established. God wants to speak to our hearts. Mm -hmm. To show us who we really are. What we really have. What we can do. How we can get ahead. And so he said, look, I'm going to transfer They intended, of course, you can see in the life of Jacob, when Jacob blesses Joseph's children, he switches his hands. Uh changes there's a change and then in Malachi you see the same thing happening he switches his hand Uh from the heart of the father goes to the child and the child's heart goes to the father so that way purity can be restored and then Jesus of course that justifies what was prophesied over Jesus life in Isaiah that he shall be called everlasting father Mm. Prince of Peace and the government shall be on his shoulders but Mm. God wanted us us to in essence reminded by this new and living way Our faith is orchestrated and under the architect of who Jesus truly is. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And all of the examples, the scripture says that the Old Testament was written for our learning. So we we learn, but truly it is the relationship that Jesus has with his Father that shows us how to have true faith.
1: Yes, amen. It's Jesus. Amen.
2: And so that brings me to five simple points for affirmations of faith, and I'll be through. Faith is awakened, number one, at the revelation of God's word. In essence, it's Jesus who is the architect of our faith. Our acceptance of Jesus as the point of salvation ignites the overcoming faith that empowers us to live separate from the world. Mm-hmm. You can't get beyond Jesus. It's Jesus that teaches us. All of the examples, all of them would not be made complete if it wasn't for Jesus. Jesus qualified their faith. And so the highest form of faith will be expressed through a heart of the person's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Worship to God. Mm -hmm. Men in the Bible were not known for their drastic demonstrations of faith. They weren't trying to be great faith people. There are other determinations, attempts, pursuits, and even failure to acknowledge God's voice by obeying his commands. The steps of a good man are not suggested by the Lord, but they're ordered by the Lord. And so the more we come in contact with who Jesus is, he begins to show us what we should do. So that way, once we heed to his voice, we'll be in line with God's will. It's all about knowing Jesus. Amen. And so... So thirdly, man looketh on the outward appearance, Mm -hmm. externally, externally. But God looketh on the heart, Isaiah 16, 7. Our heart state is our life state. Mm -hmm. The scripture refers to the heart as the core of our understanding. That place we choose to give God that reflects the foundations of our faith. That's why God wants to speak to our hearts. The fires and the passions of our fellowship that we truly have with the spirit. The spirit of God. Which is a revelation of God's love. God so loved the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth, But where do you believe? In your heart. Shall not perish. But have everlasting life. Yeah. So then faith. Without works is dead. Mm-hmm. James 2.26 Faith's greatest strength. Is acknowledged in the power. That transforms the hearts and the lives of the people. This transformation is molded in our actions to empower others through love and good works. Let's go back to the scripture that we started off with. By a new and living way which he has consecrated, that's all Jesus, for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, Jesus died on the cross for us, having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, with full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water, let us whole fashion the profession of our faith without wavering, mm-hmm. for he is faithful, yes, he is. that promise. Yeah. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Mm-hmm. Faith without works is dead. Mm. Faith justifies our confidence to exist as children of God and exemplifying the nature of God. When faith is displayed in the lives of the fathers, it will establish faith in the hearts of children. It is the intentions of God for faith to be illustrated. And so what I've talked about today is faith being established in the burning of our hearts. One of the things I like about Jesus in Luke chapter 24 after Jesus had raised from the dead, before the disciples went to the upper room to be empowered by the Spirit, the scripture says that Jesus gathered the disciples together, and he began to, show, to open their understanding so that they could understand. What they did was they gathered themselves together. Before they did any great demonstration, they gathered themselves together. And they came together to hear what Jesus had to say to them. Jesus spoke of his father and the promise that his father had already declared. His life for the three years that he walked before them blameless without a spot of sin tainting his ministry. Mm-hmm. He, he, he began to say, this is the prophecies fulfilled before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Their relationship with Jesus changed from that moment on. So much so that every place that they encountered was infected because of their faith. God opened their understanding. And and they said, did not our hearts burn? as he talked to us along the way. It was a burning heart. They had given Jesus their heart. And Jesus was able to open up their understanding. And they were able to establish the faith. And so here, the Hebrew writer comes and validates that this is just not an intellectual activity. Mm-hmm. When when the Hebrew writer wrote, of course, you know some people believe it's uh, Paul that wrote it; others believe that it could not have been Paul. Mm-hmm. And so that conflict goes on um, intellectually. But at the core of it, it presents Jesus—Jesus—not mm-hmm. as a way of of, of intellectual um, stimulation. But by a new and living way. He becomes our faith. The core of our understanding. Not only just to uh, to make us emotionally aware. But to cleanse our conscience from dead works. Yes. Transformation of our life. Yeah. Because we've given him a heart. It's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. Burning heart. Blazing in
1: faith.
2: Yeah. And so today my
1: challenge to you yeah. is to live by faith. Yeah. And not by sight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah. Everyone's there. Baltimore Metropolitan Area residents, there is an amazing experience happening on October seventeenth. Saturday, October seventeenth from nine AM into the evening, eight PM. There will be various seminars, workshops. And a supernatural summit. The supernatural summit is an experience you do not want to miss. For more information, call 202 630 4UGC. That's 202 630 4842. Email us at urbanglorycampaignsgmail.com. Follow us on all the social networks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Looking up Urban Glory and our music association, Urban Glory Music Association. We'll see you at the summit. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory.